Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Term Memory, as always it is me, Jack. And as always it's also me, Colin. Jack, how are you this week? Yeah man, I'm good, I'm excited as well because uh, today we're doing history, basically, of Glasgow, which is where we come from, and we thought we'd get a guest on, we've not a guest on in a while, and we decided to um, go down memory lane a bit and uh, speak to Stephen. Stephen Purden, mate, how are you? Not bad. Good to see you, boys. How yous? All good. Yeah, all good, man. All good. Um, that says history of Glasgow, and you. you do I blow smoke up your ass? But you're quite a famous Glaswegian. You consider yourself a proud Glaswegian, Stephen? Uh, I would. I would. I proud Glaswegian. Uh, East End of Glasgow, especially a proud East Ender. Do you know what I mean? Right. You wish. Fucking levels, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I have jokes with have jokes with Grado because he's kind of big in America. Well, I used to be with wrestling and all that. I I met a regional treasure. I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never heard that before. A regional he's, treasure. That's good. He, but... He's met a global kind of icon status. If we go to Glasgow, people will know him. But if we go to Glasgow, they don't even understand what I'm saying. Not means so. Aye. What about you, Colin? Would you say you're a proud, proud? Oh, there you go. I've done it already. Proud, very, very proud. Very proud. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. Um, I'm. I am not. Uh, I'm not somebody who's all hate to see you, Jimmy hats and Scotland this and Scotland that. But Glasgow, I've probably got a hell of a lot more kind of pride in, and I'm a lot happier saying I'm from Glasgow than Scotland. If you know what I mean, I think Glasgow speaks more for me than Scotland does. Um, but yeah, Glasgow's great. It's it's a city unlike any anywhere else in the world and it's got a lot of myths about it people think a lot of nonsense about glasgow and only half of it's true really but i it's, it's a great city it's there's not many places i would live other than glasgow obviously america maybe stuff like that but in terms of the uk i wouldn't live anywhere else well that's i've, I've never stayed anywhere else and i'm the same as you like in the sort of hierarchy of who i see myself as i would probably put glaswegian before british or scottish um, I think, I agree. and I, I kind of feel like with with Glasgow, again, this is this is very uh, Glaswegian centred, obviously, but it's like Glasgow and then the rest of Scotland, like, and that's just the, the way I think about things. What about you, Stephen? Mate, like, I, I can't tell the difference between somebody from like the Highlands and the Lowlands. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just hear any sort of twang that's no Glaswegian, and I automatically think. Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Aye, well, it's like, obviously, like, uh, Joyce, who works with me, Joyce Faulkner in River City, she's from Aberdeen, she's got a very, very strong... What, very strong, yeah. Doric, Doric accent, Doric, is that right? Doric, Doric accent, but it's like, for me, that's like somebody that comes from a different world. No, a di- not a different world, that's wrong, different country, not the same country I'm from, because... My country of Scotland, the centre of my universe is just Glasgow. So it's hard to think out with Glasgow. Even me and my family, my wife and my kids, we go to Arran. It's like, when I go to Arran, that feels like a different country altogether because I'm so Glasgow-orientated. I always have been and I probably always will be. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of... And like what Colin was saying, like kind of wanted that, hey, you Jimmy Hats and all that in Scotland. I'm a wee bit of that as well. And I'm more... When people say, remember when I was 19, I started in River City, and it's like meeting all these actors that are for the West End and the South Side and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm for, the, I'm for Glasgow, the East End of Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of had that kind of close to my heart as well. Well, the, I, the, well that's it, I suppose, because like, I was born born in the Southern General. It's like Queen Elizabeth now, doing in Govan, brought up South Side, mm-hmm. stayed in stayed in Brigton for a couple of years, but my whole life's been spent on, on the south side of Glasgow, and I'm kind of the same, where you almost split Glasgow into four, three or four different areas, like yep. the east end, the west end, which is the, the posh bit, mm-hmm. where... Um, the wankers all live. If you had the means, Colin, say you had the means, would you not want a nice £600,000 penthouse in the west end of Glasgow if you could if you could afford yeah, it there's, there's, plenty of nice, there's plenty, plenty of nice ones here on the south side mate I'm south side Clarkston born and bred I would I'd buy that money in a house over there I think I still I'm, I'm the same as Colin I still wouldn't 
Like I've I stay in steps now, right? So it's kind of comes under North Lanarkshire, right? So, but when I'm going, if I'm driving somewhere, I will no jump on the M80, which is right outside my estate. I'll go down like Cumbernauld Road because it takes me through the East End, and then I can go on the motorway down at Denison because I'm not that far. I just I don't know what it is. It's a weird thing that I don't like to be too far away from where I was brought up. You know what I mean? My uh, my barber moved recently from the south side to the west end mm-hmm. and I persevered with it for a number of months driving over to Ibrooks, getting the subway to Hillhead and getting my hair cut and it was it, it was, and I, I know you said Aberdeen wasn't another world, it was a different country mm-hmm. that west end and that Hillhead subway and running about there is another world the people <laughs> walking about are mental and it's got so bad now that I last went and saw him in November and got my hair cut and I've just not had a haircut since November now Really? Uh, I really. I'm quite. I'm quite particular with barbers, man. I don't. I do. I have a lot of research for us before I do any dealings with a barber. So I've. Uh, I've just not been since November, um, wow. and my hair's luscious, long, and beautiful now. But it's uh, the West End was horrendous. Absolutely I feel, horrendous. I, I feel like just my. my like I've never been the most fashionable guy, but even just my get up and my accent, you feel like you're kind of an intruder when you go to maybe the West End like occasionally drank there when I was a youngster I mean very occasionally I think I went to Vodka Vodka for example once <laughs> and just felt so fucking out of place that I just no I didn't I didn't feel comfortable so I can totally get that but it is very much still part of Glasgow the West End you know oh, oh, cool. I, ah, I, mean, I remember like the old BBC used to be in Queen Margaret Drive when I started yeah. in River City back in the day. So don't get me wrong, I spent quite a bit of time in the West End when I was younger. I would because when I started River City, I never I didn't I couldn't drive. So you'd always get dropped off. The the, the pickup point and the drop off point was always Queen Margaret Drive. And as a young nineteen year old, me and a few of the boys used to get dropped off there and then go down to your vodka vodkas, the loft, tenants, all they kind of places. So it is definitely part of Glasgow, and it's I've got good memories for there. But would I move there, and would I want to be associated with it, living there or whatever? Nah, not for me. Uh, not last for time, me. last time I was over there for non non haircut reasons. Um, <laughs> I was I was out <laughs> for I, I was out, out for lunch somewhere, and I am people. I'm well known for people can do what they want. Doesn't bother me. Living like live doesn't bother me in the slightest, right? But. There's things you see in the West End that just don't happen anywhere else. And I get served dinner by a waiter wearing a blouse with painted fingernails, and it was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff like that you, you yeah. don't get in places that are in the West End. And Aye. fair play, it's just it's just not a, it's not a scene that I feel comfortable in. Um, well, it's not for me. Well, so I think we've, we came to the conclusion that we are all sort of proud Glaswegians. Glasgow is seventh biggest city in the UK. But 590 odd thousand people stayed. It used to be double that. It used to be nearly 1.1 million back in the day. But a lot of people started to leave. Uh, I think just sort of due to like the noise, the pollution and stuff like that get really bad. So a lot of people decided to to shoot the crawl. We're going to do a bit of history then. Um, Colin, I know you love history, right? I think I do. It's my favourite thing. Right. Uh, what about you, Stephen? Are you... I used to love it. You used to love it? Yeah, I used to. I used to like it. It's not many things I liked at school, but history was one of them. I did like history, and uh, I'm still quite World War Two and all that kind of stuff. And back in the day, I I, I do like about history. Aye. Right, because I I'm I'm the opposite. I I couldn't think of anything worse today at school than history because mm-hmm. I just kind of thought, oh, what's the point of it? And it's only been the last couple of years. Colin will tell you, I'm almost like obsessed. That's all well, I listen to when it comes to podcasts and stuff like that. It's getting ridiculous. And it's all that I want to speak about. And I thought, like, history of Glasgow, I'm going to try and find out a little bit about Glasgow that maybe I don't know, you don't know, people don't know. Some people might know all of this. But uh-huh. it goes all the way back. It's had connections to the River Clyde, all the way back to the Roman Empire, right? So that's millennia, basically, thousands of years. The river was basically like a, a prime fishing area uh, in Scotland for the ancient tribes. So the Romans arrived 2,000 years ago. Uh, and the tribes didn't take too kindly to this and built a big massive wall now the most famous wall in Scotland is probably Hadrian's Wall but it's not that one, this one was called the Antonine Wall um, and the Romans had to spend like a huge amount of time and resources trying to sort of 
staying top of this world, keep the tribes in check, and uh, lasted 23 years in Glasgow before they thought, fuck this, and just left. <laughs> just left for good. So, see that sort of stuff came back that long? Are you into ancient history then? You mentioned World War Two, and I know that um, a friend of ours, David's very much into that, and like I can kind of see why that's exciting, in inverted commas, but see sort of Further back than that, yeah. Any interest? No, I've, no, I've never really delved into that. No, never. Right. So that's all kind of that's news to me. But I'm a type of guy, a bit like yourself, Jack. If I did start looking into it, it would be all or nothing. I would be right into it. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I'm no saying I'm no interested in that. I just don't know enough about it. But I would be interested in it if I started looking up. Colin, um, nah, no, not really. See, no. like, <laughs> see if it's like. See if it's like set like Game of Thrones type times and all that, and people are shitting in the street and don't run in water and there's no electricity and pictures are black and white. It's, it's, I struggle with it a wee bit, as you know. Um, what, what do you think about the way that, say, archaeologists and shit, do you think they're just making stuff up? Because all, all they seem to do is find like a fragment or a wall and then sort of extrapolate masses from, oh, this coin's here, therefore, three and a half thousand years ago. Emperor I, Jacob must have been here or whatever. I don't think they make things up per se. I think they they do a lot of educated guesses, right. and well, I think some of it's probably. Yeah. I think some of it's spot on, but some of it. I mean, if you, I think dinosaurs are a really good example of that, right? Because I quite like dinosaurs, and um, the T Rex is quite an interesting one over the last couple of years because over the last couple of years, the T Rex has basically changed shape about four times. Because um, they keep finding new fossils and new bones and changing their mind about it. It used to be kind of leathery like a lizard. Apparently now it's got feathers. It used to have wee arms that stuck out the front. Now it's got wee arms that stick out the back like chicken mm-hmm. wings. Mm-hmm. It's um, so they do make an educated guess. However, because it's history and because it's so far back, they're just another discovery away from completely changing what they've educated guessed. Aye. So it's hard to. I struggle with it. I prefer modern history where there's actually like footage, see like video footage and news footage and archive stuff from that, where you actually have specifics and you can go look back and say that is what happened. Uh-huh. I'm fine with that, but stuff that happened like, dare I say it, in the olden days, nah, it's made it's made evil, man. You, you you could like, like you could make an argument. These things, ancient like bones, fossils, dinosaurs, things that happen. It is all, I think it is all educated guesses, but you could sit here and you could make an argument and go, it's all bullshit, I don't believe you. But these people are very clever and very intellectual, and I think it is, like you say, it's a very educated guess that, that this, these stuff they're finding, this stuff they're finding is proof that there was, pers- like, a T-Rex and fucking whatever, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know, don't know. You will find a lot in, in a lot of the, the, those sort of circles is that person A will say X and person B will say Y. Yeah. And it, that's quite a that's quite a common thing where they have that sort of that back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I've only like I say, I've only recently kind of got into history, and I, I do quite like some of the ancient stuff. But you'll hear something from somewhere and something from somewhere else. But Hadrian's Wall is there, right? Um, let's go off the Antonine wall um, because that's not as famous as Hadrian's wall even though it's not in Glasgow we're, we're going to go down a bit because I've got a story about it basically <laughs> have I been to Hadrian's wall Colin? Uh, I have um, and it, it's, one, it's one of these ones where I've been to it but not through choice I was taken to it at an age where I didn't really have much seeing what I was doing um, <laughs> so we've been to it it was a big fucking wall there was a wall in my garden that I was equally as interested in um, but I so I have been I'll probably never go back, and um, it's just a big wall. Did you ever go, Stephen? I've never been. I feel See, I, same boat as Colin, basically. It was like a, a school trip, basically. It was the history trip in first year, so you're a 12-year-old. 12, 12 you mm-hmm. go down, you sit in the bus, you sit up the back. And, um, girls, there's new girls about and stuff like that. So we went to Hadrian's Wall, uh, and I remember this girl's name. I tried to sit beside her the whole I was purely shooking on until like a infatuated 12 or 13-year-old would. And I tried to sit beside her and do the old uh, hand around the back thing, and I uh, put my hand down and put it into the biggest pile of sheep shit I've ever seen, <laughs> and uh, just picked my hand up, man. It was just covered in green, green uh, oh. sheep shit. So Gabby uh, was her name. Uh, she was there for 
Not interested in the first place, probably, but oh, oh, stinking of shit, man. She was <laughs> even less interested. <laughs> that's, um, that's really bad luck. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not having that, man. I'm not having that. Uh, <laughs> Fond memories of Hadrian's Wall then, Jack? Yeah, well, I sort of tinted with a little bit of sadness. Yeah, <laughs> The one yeah. that got away. The one that got away at 12 or 13 years old because I was covered in shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not brilliant. But always, Glasgow was nearly the Glasgow all the way back then. Uh, I'm going to let you take this one, Colin, because I've been speaking a hell of a lot, it seems. Um in the 6th century we get to, so like 1,400-1,500 years ago. Yeah, so the Glasgow that we know today was officially founded in the 6th century, um, that time ago that you just mentioned, um, long after the Romans had left their outposts, um, fella called St Mungo. He established a church on the Melindon Burn on the site that is now Glasgow Cathedral, uh, which eventually attracted pilgrims who wanted to visit St Mungo's final resting place after he died. Um, over time, this increasingly important religious site attracted market traders who built shops, made homes near the church, and uh, the current Glasgow Cathedral was built over St Mungo's original church back in 1197. And it's pretty notable for a couple of reasons, mainly uh, because it contains the remains of St Mungo and its crypt. Um, it's also one of the few medieval cathedrals left standing in Scotland after the Reformation, which saw many other churches destroyed. And it's actually the oldest surviving cathedral um, on the Scottish mainland. And um, I might not get to say this many times during this trip down History Street, History Street. I have been to Glasgow Cathedral. My friend Yvette got married in it a couple of years ago. Um, as far as my way, it costs a fortune to get married in it. Um, it was very good. Uh, I don't remember it all that well. The, the main memory I get of it is that my friend Yvette, her surname was McDonald. And in the bus from the cathedral to the actual ceremony bit, she'd organised McDonald's. So we had, <laughs> we, had, we had cheeseburgers on the bus, um, which was pretty cool. But yeah, that, that the cathedral was a, a proper nice setting for a wedding. Um, but I reckon it cost a fortune. Aye, it definitely cost a few bob to get married there, but it is, it's beautiful, that is nice, and it is, I like the kind of places where you go in, and it is one of the places you just smell the history right away, I mean, you, do, you feel it as soon as you walk in, I, do, I like that kind of stuff. So have you been to, you've obviously been to the cathedral I've been, then? I've been to the cathedral, mate, I've been. See, I don't think I've ever been, to be honest with you, I might have went in some sort of, again, maybe primary school history trip when we were doing the, the history of Glasgow, uh, with... St Mungo, which at that age, but like that's one letter away from being a really funny word. So, <laughs> like you really don't you, at that age, that's all you're thinking basically. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that's my main memories of St Mungo. What was the wee rhyme? Do you know the Glaswegian rhyme? Either of you, Colin, I think you maybe mentioned it earlier. But the fish, was, yeah. So it's it's based on the Glasgow kind of coat of arms, which is the fish that never swam, the bird that never flew, the tree that never grew. And the fish tree, fish tree bird. Something you else. Up before we started. No, nah, I'm, I'm missing some fish that never fish that never swam, bird that never flew, tree that never grew, the some haggis that never <laughs> ran. I don't know. Something like that. Somebody us in the. Oh no, this isn't that show. Uh, there's no comments. <laughs> I don't know. Some some deal tell us on Twitter or something like that. I'm sure. Um, but I, it's funny thing that cathedral is though. That cathedral is really impressive. It's really beautiful, right? And as a non-religious person, it means absolutely nothing to me in terms of the history of it or the mm. fact that it's this holy place or anything. I just think it's a really cool looking building. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, I've never been so. Is it like I know, like if you go to these sort of places in Spain, Malta, it, full of gold and shit like that. Is it like that, or is it? What's the sort of vibe coming from it? Because I always felt, don't want to get too sort of religious or political. Like I feel in like these countries, it's full of gold. All the money goes to the the, the Catholic Church, whatever, the Anglican Church. It doesn't really matter. Is it like that, or is it more sort of like? It's not, I wouldn't back? say it's. I wouldn't say it's decadent or anything like that. I would just say it's. It just looks classy, and it's it's, it's in town basically. It's just in the outskirts mm-hmm. of town, and you kind of don't expect it to be where it is. You're walking down like the street. Um, basically, you know that helicopter pub where the helicopter crashed? Uh, uh, so just along from that, basically, yeah. you're a wee minute's walk from there, right in the middle of town, and there's suddenly this big, beautiful building. And although it looks out of place, it just fits in and looks cracking. That's great. Well, you got to see something there, Stephen. 
just kind of that. Just to say, I agree with Colin. It's not really that. It's just that as a, it just it oozes class and a wee bit of history as well. It does. It's just lovely. I, I, that's probably when it was built then, because if it was built nearly a thousand years ago, there wouldn't have been a lot of golden shit kicking about, really. Yeah. It wasn't until we started plundering South America or whatever that the gold. So I turned up anyway. Um, like I say, I'm history mad, history mad. <laughs> Right, then Glasgow sort of turns up, 1100s like we're talking about there, um, Glasgow with a just a U at the end, or Glasgow, um, which is kind of like the way the Americans say it, it's spelled G-L-A-S-C-O, Glasgow, exactly. Uh, in the Gaelic language, it means Green Hollow, uh, which probably refers to a ravine located in uh, just to the east of the cathedral that we're talking about, and the title Dear Green Place hmm. is something I'm sure... You've heard, right? You, you must have auditioned did, for that, Stephen, did you know? I was just going to ask. <laughs> did you? I didn't. Did you know? I didn't. No, did you, I did didn't. you get invited? Eh? Did you get, did you get asked? No, no, no. No? No, no. Uh, I remember. Who was it? Did you ever uh, watch it? It was the... Aye. The parkkeepers, wasn't it? The last that played my sister in River City was in it. Carmen Pieraccini. She had a part in it. It's uh, like a Glasgow name. Pieracini. Uh, who? Paul Riley was in it, wasn't he? Paul Riley. I think he Ford, was. Yeah. Uh, Paul Ford Kiernan, I think. Yeah. Ford was it? Ford and Paul in the big tall First. boy, big massive boy. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember. He's that's terrible now. But no, <laughs> I didn't get auditioned for it. No, that was when I was still, as I was saying, with my previous agent, and didn't get seen for much. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> remember that was before we came on, mate. So you've just know, you've just opened that can of worms <laughs> on there. Yeah, Stephen was telling us before we started recording, he's got a new agent, folks. He's available for a cameo. Um, he's available for bar mitzvahs, birthdays, <laughs> just like this. <laughs> right, I'm going to I'm going to throw this over to. Have you got the notes in front of you guys? Because yeah, I've got um, them, yeah. we're called Glaswegians. Yes. We used to be called something else. I've been. Ke- Okay, have you been trying to pronounce that? I can't. Right, so, Glaswegians. Right, Glas- what would you say, Colin? I would say Glasgowensians. That's it, I think you've nailed it there. Glasgowensians. Well, I was going to call Glasgowensians. Glasgowensians. I'm a Glasgowensian. Glasgowensian. Do you know what I really dislike? Widgies. Oh, I hate the term Ouija's. It's never been used by a person in Glasgow ever. No, never, ever, ever. And nobody in Glasgow's ever had a deep fried Mars bar either. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, a big yeah. myth. But yeah, I hate that word Ouija's. I'd, I'd rather be Glasgowensians than a Ouija. Glasgowensians. I have a dad. Ouija, no. No, I don't like that. Ouija just. I, I think you've nailed that, Colin. Glasgowensian. Like Dickensian. Yeah, that's the that's how I was thinking. Right, okay. I think you've maybe nailed that there. Supposedly Glasgow uh, still got quite a high in inverted commas uh, number of people that speak Gaelic um, outside the Highlands. It's supposedly the, the second most, which, because we're quite a big city, I suppose that kind of makes sense that once you leave the Highlands, the, the bigger the city, the more chance you've got. Um, we've got a Gaelic TV station here in, in yeah. Scotland, uh, mm-hmm. BBC Alba. Have you done any work for BBC Alba? Have I been invited to... Have you, have you ever been given a script then that's got Gaelic in it? you ever... Anything like uh, that? No, I done an audition last week and part of it was in Latin. No Gaelic, right, okay. do you know what I mean? So that was totally... Bit, no, but my mate, Tony Kearney, who he used to be in River City years ago, he owns a production company called Soulless Productions and they don't stop working, man. We like BBC album stuff and do a lot of Gaelic programmes. So there is, over here, obviously here there is a, in Glasgow, there's a massive market where a lot of people do a lot of work for BBC album and a lot of Gaelic productions get made. Because it's just out at River Clyde, isn't it? That's where they're based. Mm-hmm. So you, you, would, you would have thought that they would be further up north, but obviously if we've got a masses again in inverted commas I, I, I don't know i know there's a gaelic school in glasgow because my next well, my next door neighbor but my pal his next door neighbor years ago there um uh but we sorry and lassie went to uh, the the gaelic school in glasgow where Bye. They, i don't think there'll be another gaelic school 
outside of Glasgow and this will fuck I don't know. I'm just making this up to be honest with you. I think so. there's one in North Arnshire, no far from here. I think there's one near Lindsay. Well, do you know what? It, even with me staying in the south side of Glasgow, that might have been the one that they went to, so that they mm-hmm. could go to the, the nearest Gaelic school, which it might be that one. Mm-hmm. That one. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, Colin, holidays. This was a bit of a surprise. Everybody loves the Glasgow Fair, you know? But everybody does love the Glasgow Fair. Um, it's one of the world's oldest public holidays. Uh, it began back in 1190. Um, the, it was a way for people to meet and sell horses and cattle, but over time, it transitioned into a festival of amusements, theatre shows, and circuses. Um, it was originally held near Glasgow Cathedral, again, the cathedral popping up, but it moved to Bella Houston Park in the 1800s. Um, I did not realise the Glasgow Fair went back as far as that. I was under the impression the Glasgow Fair was basically just a time so that factories and big workplaces could all shut at once, Same basically, so folk could get their holidays. I didn't realise it was going back to the time of... Mm-hmm. I'll swap you two horses for a goat and stuff like that. Um, but you know, that's that's fair enough. Um, 1190. Um, it's always a contentious thing, the Glasgow Fair, because it just depends on who you work for, whether you get it or not, isn't it? And um, if a Scottish company, and they're quite traditional, they'll tend to do it. Um, other places won't. I'm not a big fan of probably the Glasgow Fair, because I like to pick when I take my holidays myself. Um, so... I think he's seen that a generational thing as well now in Glasgow aye. where like I hear Go to Blackpool for Glasgow Fair and stuff like that, isn't it? Aye, and if yeah, I'm boxy, I'm organising something with my mates or something and my father-in-law's there, my father-in-law would always be like, oh no, son, you can't organise it. That's that's a fair weekend. People be away and you go, that no, kinda that's <laughs> that's kinda gone now, isn't it? That's, it's not gone, it's still there, I mean, but I, I would say it's a more generational thing. Like my father-in-law's like in his mid sixties. That's a fair weekend, son. Do you know what I mean? You don't really... It's, like you say, Colin, I think a lot more people are more prone to, like, I'll take my holidays when I want them, know when the yeah. fair's on. Do you know what I mean? And those sort, of, those sort of workplaces are all closing down as well now. You're not... Aye, aye. We're not got factories and no. shipbuilders and all these places. It's just... It's not something that's doable in Glasgow any longer. It's all in China and places like India. So there's yeah. less, less, probably less we need for it as well. Mm-hmm. And... Most com- most companies now just literally wouldn't think about shutting down for two weeks, shutting, no. stopping production. It just would be unheard of. It's no. it's kind of mad that they were able to do it back in the day and just have mm-hmm. this big massive gap in their production lines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and sustain so, the work. So we, we all work in different industries. Um, I work in the public sector, so I, I get the Glasgow Fair weekend just as standard. I get all the public holidays plus my thirty days plus two weeks of Christmas. So my holidays are fucking brilliant. Colin, you don't work in the public sector and you work in a, a different world, in inverted commas, Stephen. Right. How many holidays do you Hello, friends. Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. You get, like, say, let's call your main job River City. How much time do you get off? Contract, so you get, like, seven days you can take within the contract. But obviously, like I've said these before, depending on storylines, I can work on a Monday and the rest of the week, or I can be in all week, do you know what I mean? So it just varies, but then you get seven days all that you can take as well within that contract. So it just so basically I get like fourteen, maybe twenty one days a, a year that I can take, but I do get a lot of time off as well. So I I don't we don't get any holidays, but when it's a fair Easter, buddy, everything you're working just depending on schedule. You might be off, you might be in. And Colin, you you work for a company now. I know guys that work for companies that would give their employee twenty eight days and then say you need to take a holiday for. Easter weekend, you need to take, so they ended up only getting like 21 days in a year, which I think is fucking out of order, to be perfectly honest with you. What's your, your 
company uh, for holidays they're no bad ah they're pretty good so i work for a bank and um we obviously take bank holidays off because i'm not customer facing i work in digital and everybody just takes the bank holidays off so there would literally be nothing to do if i worked a bank holiday so i'm off the bank holidays but do you get given them do you given them or do you need to take they, no, they, I get an allowance, I think, of 25 days. Then the bank holidays come off separately. And then, because um, because of the world we live in in 2022, I get five days a year, which are um, mental health days, where I can just say, you know what, guys? I'm going to I, I, think, I think I need to just a wee, a wee day of a shopping spree or a wee day with my duvet, and I, can, I get basically an extra five days holiday. So it's quite good. Um, there's, there's some football related things coming up that might require them. Yeah, absolutely fucking horrendous chat. I do apologize. I, I, I didn't mean to take us down a holiday chat <laughs> there, but, but I was just I, I was more interested in in Stephen's stuff there about like with a like working in a, a completely different aye. industry for both of us. Thanks, mate. Right, I know uh, exactly, exactly. It mentions Bella Park there. Do you remember the shows at the Bella Park? Either of you? I don't because no. Bella Park wasn't near me growing up, no. so it wasn't it wasn't in my doorstep the way it was yours. Well, Ella, man, that's like a foreign world to me as well. When I was growing up, my teens and all that. Sam, did you? Well, well, did did you have any parks near you that would have shows at it? Alley Park, Alexander right? Okay, Park so m- more generic question then. So you remember these shows that would turn up where yeah. guys would turn up in vans and put up rides yeah. and puggies, yeah. basically. Yeah. Did you ever go to these things? I went once or yeah. twice and was, I'll admit, scared for my life because it was just <laughs> full of Neds. I it was horrendous. I, I, I think back in the days, uh, it's funny you say that, the two weeks Easter break there, I took my mains down to Alley Park because the circus were there. So I right. took them down to the big kid circus, took them to that, and it kind of brought back some nostalgic memories. But I think, I might be wrong, but I think back in the days... I think we worked it all up in our heads. Because I used to think, can I get out of park to a show or to see like the rides and all that happening? I think, right, I'm for Carntine. Going to have Ridley boys here, going to Black Hill boys, going to have Black Hill boys. But I think, really, was it as bad as what you thought? I don't know, maybe. I think it was a bit, it might have been, but I think maybe you worked it up in your head so much when your pals going, right, the Powery for Hagkill are going to be there, the Gauchos will be there for Carntine. So you build it all up and then really look back and go, Fuck all really happened. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, well, that's I kind of think that that would depend on this, your sort of social circles back then because, like, I was, I would kick about the streets, day my drinking, blah, 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 all that stuff that oh, tons of teenagers done in Glasgow. But I was never a Ned. I was never like, I was never yeah. running about. I was never getting any fights. I was never nah. carrying a bottle to hit somebody. And there was always rumours that, oh, Tamfi, the IBT got stabbed at the Bella Park mm-hmm. that night. And you would mm-hmm. hear it. And it was mm-hmm. kind of, in your conscience there, so I suppose mm-hmm. what you're saying might be right is that you hear these stories, and if I, if you if you did go, they they wouldn't know. Oh, that there's Jack from Moss Park. Aye, aye. They would aye. be looking for they'd be looking for for Barry or Joe or whatever. Aye, aye, so maybe aye. maybe you're right there. Did you ever shows near you, Colin? Any park shows? Nah, nah I I can't relate to that at all. I had a very sheltered uh, upbringing compared to that. Um, the, the, we slashed each other with our, with our Parklands membership cards growing up, to be fair. <laughs> uh, it, was, it wasn't. I really didn't have that. I, I famously have never been in a fight. I have been punched once um, because I kissed a girl in a nightclub. Well, you deserved and a, it. Yeah. An ex-boyfriend uh, broke, a bunch of me and broke my nose. Uh, my pals battered him, and when he was already battered, I picked him up and threw him into a coke machine. Um, and that is my only ever action. Uh, very sheltered life. Um, I'm quite happy for it. So no, I, I can't really relate to that at all. The kind of in terms of there wasn't really any shows that came. There was some that came to that big, but that big field behind the Victoria Hospital. Um, people came and put yeah, people came and put rides there. The circus and, goes there as well. Yeah, and, Mm-hmm. Probably the closest I got to that was um, the one night a year going to the organised fireworks display. That could be a bit mental, <laughs> doing that. and Green's done a good one back in the day. Yeah, I used to go to Bonnet Muir End and oh. buy a box of fireworks myself and set them off and put them in drain pipes in people's garages and stuff like that. Oh. And that was probably my version of that, probably. So you sound like a bit of a dickhead, man, putting it in people's drain pipes. That's... 
that's nasty. That's nasty stuff. Oh, that's all right. It was fine. They, 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 like, they liked it. It was a wee private show for them. Yeah, one of the big things in Glasgow as well is obviously Glasgow Uni. It's been about <laughs> since 1451. Yeah, I can hear you huffing and puffing there, Colin, but it's the fourth <laughs> oldest university on the planet. Can, we read, can, can, I, can I read this out, actually? Right, go <laughs> The magnificent University of Glasgow, eh? It's as much a symbol of the city as the <laughs> cathedral is. It was founded in 1451, and it's the fourth oldest university in the world, eh? And it today serves as a place of learning for over 30,000 students, and I'd like to buy them all, Jager Bob. Right, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you were being a tutor there or a posh guy for the West End. What were you trying? <laughs> Just that Glasgow uni wanker. <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, the only reason I kind of bring this up is I went to uni, um, mm. done, my, done my thing, hated it. But either, you two guys, if you could have went to uni, because I don't think either of you did, if you could have went and studied something like now you're nearly 40, both of you, what would you have, if you could go back and study one thing, what would it have been? We'll go f- to Stephen first, mate. Law. Law? Do you think you would have just went straight for the law? And why any particular reason? I used to always think, I don't, for, I've got no evidence to back this, so I just, when I was a wee guy, I used to think, when I'm older, I want to be a lawyer, it looks cool. But in a court, Kate, in a courtroom and arguing with folk, I don't know why, but I probably would, if I, <laughs> if I had any savvy about me at all in my late teens, I would have pursued it. But I think I did look into it a wee bit, and I think it takes a trillion years to become a lawyer, so fuck that. Colin? Um, I applied to be a primary school teacher at uni and I messed up the interview and I just kind of fell out with education at that point. Uh, I always wanted to be a weatherman though, so I would maybe like to go to the uni and do weather or meteorology. Um, oh. That would be cool. Or go to pilot school and be a pilot. See, that's the thing, with you, that, that's the thing. Like, you want to be a pilot, you think, right, I just need to know how to fly shit. It's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, you need to get physics, you need to get fucking chemistry, biology, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. sociology. You're like, what the f- why do I need that to fly? It's it also so costs about 100 grand to become Aye. a pilot. Right. My um, husband's a pilot. Aye, it's, a, it's a long road. Yeah, but I, would, I always kind of had a dream that I wanted to be a weatherman. I think I'd have really enjoyed that. Um, do you remember a point in your, that point in your life where you went, I want to be Sean Batty? <laughs> no, that was, this was pre-Sean Batty. Michael Fish. Then, Michael yeah. Fish was probably that. Or I'll say Pito Fred in this morning. He used to jump over the map. Remember him? <laughs> Jumping on the map at Albany. Yeah, <laughs> and then they found out he was a badger. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have done that. that. That was my dreams a weatherman or a DJ, but it was a radio DJ, not like a press player, a nightclub DJ. So basically, you were basing, you, you, could, you, you could have been Sean Batty or you and Cameron. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Yeah, I only I really. A really cool version. That would have been me. I'd ah, like that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That, that was the uni, but Talking of uni, my mate went to uni to... What is it he was trying to do? Hotel Kate. I don't know. Some hotel management. I don't know. But it was the greatest years of my life because we just used to always go to the your union. The union? Yeah. Oh, my God. And you'd always, when you were that bit too pissed, go downstairs, buy a hot dog, give yourself 10 minutes back up and you're flying again. And it was great, man. So I felt, yeah. I, I feel like I spent a lot of time at uni. I was in the union all the time, Strathclyde Union. It was brilliant. Yeah, similar story. Like Dominic, that you'll know, um, Jack Dwee Dom, was the head, he was the head of the union. So we did Freshers Week about five years in a row. Um, yeah. And he also had the keys to the dormitories at Glasgow Uni. So we used to like go to Viper in places like that and then just sleep in the union after it. It was great. Um, so yeah, I did have a wee bit of a student lifestyle without any of the having to be a student part, which was great. Talking of, we're talking about Glasgow, you're saying Viper. Is that Great Western Road, Clatty Pants? Yes, I only know it's Viper, I only know it's Viper. It's Clatty Pants. <laughs> I only ever know it's Viper, but I, I get your point. Uh, I don't think we speak about Glasgow without speaking about shipbuilding. It goes back a long, long time, Colin. You'll love this ship, man. 15th century, it goes all the way back to <laughs> reduced in size. This isn't a video podcast, but you sitting shaking your head in front of me. Just where were they going in these ships? The world was <clears throat> shite. It was all the same. Like, I just don't they, get it. They were exploring, but like, so they're building these massive ships. I think 30,000 ships have been built in Glasgow uh, on the River Clyde over the last sort of, like, 
like 400 or 500 years. So tons of them. My dad worked in the shipyard, so I always sort of hold that pretty close to my heart, you know. Like, he was one of the guys that would go five days a week and then on a Friday go give his money to, like, mama. There's the, there's the fucking rent money and then take the rest of the money and just get pissed for the whole weekend and then go back in and sort of repeat that process um, which was a very um, that's what you done back in the sort of 40s, 50s, 60s or whatever so yeah um, there's a, a place in my heart for that yeah, you into ships I, I don't know like, are people into boats like is that a thing that you can be into I've got a soft spot for Titanic, the movie, that's it. Right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's like my guilty pleasure is Titanic. Um, <laughs> I go to a lot of pub quizzes, or I used to, the pandemic's kind of screwed a lot of them, um, but ships come up a lot in pub quizzes. There's always a question about a ship, and it's usually name the ship that so-and-so done this in and so-and-so done that in, and... I'm not very good at those questions and I don't ever remember them. So my go-to answer is always dignity. Dignity <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> might be one as well. Yeah. So uh, it's, that's my knowledge of ships basically in one. I'm going on a cruise um, next year. That's going to be my first cruise. Aye, whereabouts? Uh, Mediterranean, uh, Caribbean? Aye, Mediterranean one. Me and Nicola and the kids and my mate and his missus and his wain. So that's next summer. But that's my first ever cruise. So I'm not really... No, Are you going on one of the sort of new... Super liners with like like a floating city basically. Basically that's it, mate. That's what it's like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. The, the only thing they ever seem to show you in fucking adverts for these things, but is people surfing on that surfing machine. And rock climbing. I can do that doing it at Ibrooks as a rock climbing place at Ibrooks. I can go to Paisley Lagoon and get them to stick your waves on. But I, I, I don't see it as a massive selling point, to be honest with you. But it's all you fucking see in the adverts for the Aye. Royal Caribbean cruises. That's horrible, you know, when I see that. <laughs> that's it, mate. Some guy surfing. Some guy that's really good at surfing, not like you. <laughs> TV's River City Star dies on cruise <laughs> drives to death on a hoverboard so try to serve it trying to prove Jack wrong that he could be a good surfer man <laughs> just imagine you with a big big fucking shorts on man like looking at a camera that's there that's always recording you pointing saying here watch this yeah, that's you nope the water's only about that deep enough, like three uh, or four inches, and then you smash. That's enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> children, that's man. enough. <laughs> you'll be you'll be obviously like a wee celebrity on this cruise, though. You'll be very much a rose, the daughter a rose rather than a jack on this cruise. And you're talking to me. I built you a fine ship here, Stephen. <laughs> as long as it doesn't end the way fucking Titanic ended, I'll be all right. Oh, uh, your, your missy's just f- fucking stealing the, the bit of, for a bit of wood for herself and leaving uh, you to I drown. Uh, there's space in it for both of them. Oh, I'm shaking myself now. <laughs> um, this this next thing we're going to talk about, Jack, is uh, um, another one that annoys me. Kind of like the Ouija's thing. Uh, Glasgow's the only city in Scotland that's got its own underground railway system, known locally as the Clockwork Orange. No, it's not. Not I don't know anybody that calls it the Clockwork <laughs> Orange. It's the, it's the underground or the subway. It's a subway. Um, and it's, a yeah, subway. it's a subway. Uh, Clockwork Orange due to the colours used on the trains. Um, it's the third oldest in the world, only beaten by London and Budapest. And um, unlike all these other <laughs> undergrounds, which have got mad complicated maps that go off in all sorts of different directions, ours is a circle. It goes for seven miles and it's got 15 stations. Very, very simple, but it's actually very, very good. And I'm in I'm in the office and work now one day, like every six weeks or something. And I now use the underground to get to into town now. That's my, my commute. And I actually don't mind it once every six weeks. I've never re- used it. On you go, Stephen. I can't remember the last time I was on a subway. It's good to have been got the football back in the day, but I can't remember it. Uh, but... I, I suppose that is a good thing, isn't it? Because it does get you from fucking A to B to C very quickly, doesn't it? Like you're saying it's, it's good. Aye, it is good. It's good. It's, I think it's flawed. I think it's a bit half-baked. I think they, they, they could have expanded it and done a lot more with it mm-hmm. over the years rather than you're, just have this one circle. You're um, talk, you're talking about the, can you imagine the fucking the, the industry and the mechanics and stuff going into building something like that underground? Elon Musk has got a tunnel ago. company. The boring company, yeah, yeah, it does indeed. So you yeah. can do it for us. Mm-hmm. Take a wee break for Twitter and do that. I just think it's there's there's a couple of things like Shawlands. I think is a big gap on on that for us. Like Shawlands would be a good yes, place to have a subway station. Um, and just connect this, the rest of the south side to a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit better. 
Um, they won't. They won't do it. Cost takes too much money. There's a there's a good thing just now about the subway um, that it's supposed to be going driverless in the next year or so. Um, so they bought and they've bought all this new rolling stock, these new driverless subway cars, uh, trains that go into it. And when they ordered them, they didn't realise or remember that on the bends, the trains, the trains, the trains actually bend a little bit to the left and to the right. So they've bought all these trains that are too big for the tunnels. <laughs> And they're they're now trying to re- they're now trying to reverse engineer these trains to make them fit in the subway that they've bought and paid for. Have they not? We've spoken about this before. Have they not learned from the was it the French that done that that spent billions on trains that were too big for the platforms? Yeah, the, these ones are. Yeah. So this is like that. Only it's the the way the trains sort of sugle. The, the train's just too big to sugle the amount it will do in these tunnels. Mm. And see when it is a circle like that. You might be surprised. No, I'm not an engineer, but it seems like it'd be pretty easy to get a driverless train on a circle. Yeah, you would think so. They, they, they manage it at Disneyland and places like that, don't they? So, uh, it's, but they fucked it up. Was that the guy from the council by any chance? I think it. I think it was Nicola Sturgeon herself. I think she did it all. I think it was her. The, the last time I was probably on the underground, um, I've never needed to get the underground to the football. But as a sub crawl, uh, ever been in a sub crawl, Stephen? Yes, I remember. I don't Nothing. think. I don't think. They, I don't think they finished it though. I don't think they finished it. I think oh, did you not get all fifteen? No. no, no. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when we did it, we finished up in Govan. Ended up in a dodgy couple of pubs in Govan and got a taxi into town after it. You'd a, you'd a ticket that would have got you into town though. Exactly. I've done a couple of them. I quite I quite enjoyed them when I was younger. I, ah. I can't think of anything worse than doing one now, but I used to quite enjoy it. I did one once where it was a bottle of beer and a shot in each place. And that was oh, that man. was that was a bit heavy. Aye, we done that. It was you always had to have a shot with your pint, basically. Yeah. That's what it was like. But you're young, you're fine with it, but then you do a few couple of, couple of boys having a couple of tactical spews, not I mean, and you feel all right <laughs> again. So, aye, but I don't think we ever done the 15, never. No. Yeah, I've, I've completed it once. Like that, people that don't know, there's 15 stops in the Glasgow Underground, and there's pubs within about five minutes of each place. Some of them are much closer. There's a few that are a bit of a pain in the arse, and you got off and maybe walk for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But you go pub, drink. Next stop, pub drink, next stop, all the way around. We've done it once. We've done it um, for a guy's 50th at a bowling club. And mm. the only two guys to complete it were me and a guy called Tam. Never forget him. Uh, he used to work in a clenny and then his thumb was missing because <laughs> um, he was in an accident. The country stayed, like, always gave him the thumbs up. Like, just, but <laughs> How did he hold his spine? Uh, with his other hand, he had two hands. Still. <laughs> oh, right, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> right, right, so he had two hands and one thumb and one hand. <laughs> Uh, me and him, and he was 70, 78 years old. Wow, Jesus. fair play to the guy because some of these subway stations, there's no escalators. You need to walk yeah. upstairs, walk up and down, and everybody sort of bailed after about 12 in the sort of Byers Road area. Sort of, there's a station around about there. It's, it's the rocking. There. It's the only subway when I'm I used yeah. to always find that going to the games when I was a young boy had too much wine. Go to the games, I'd always feel a bit fucking with the crowd and a bit ready to spew all the time. It's also, it's, it's not just the drink, it's the, if you think about it, it's like the 30 different times that you expose yourself to fresh air. Exactly. You go to the pub that, and you get that, fresh that, air that. and it hits you. You then go underground and you come up mm. and you get the fresh air. So for mm. 15 stops, it's 30 big fresh air gases, <laughs> basically, that battery. Aye. Aye, that's it. Right. Just before we, I tell you what, we'll probably split this into two parts because we're, we've uh, rabbled on quite a bit. There's more, I'm, I'm going to read this like Colin read the last one, there's more to the city than just history and Glasgow is also renowned for its music. It was designated the UNESCO City of Music in 2008. There's about 130 music events every weekend, every week, obviously pre-pandemic this is. Uh, but the city really comes alive when... Transmit comes into town. I've got issues here, man. What are your thoughts on Transmit Festival? I would rather... Bullshit. Exactly. That's kind of what I feel like. I just think it's dog meat and I can't think of anything worse to go to, it man. Is. It is. I mean, I, I, I used to be a big Tina Park guy back in the day, right? I would go to Tina Park a lot, but I feel these music festivals, i.e. Transmit is one of them, 
my mates were going to it because Liam Gallagher was playing one last year, right? He was gone, and I just, no, I'm not doing it. Because two things now, I think these festivals, especially Transmit, which is the modern-day equivalent of what Teeny Park was, or maybe it's because I'm getting older, I don't know. But two reasons, music for me now is just... The, the bands that go there, no, it's not for me. But well, you you don't want to listen to Jerry Cinnamon and Tony Atlantic, no. No, I don't. I okay. really, really don't. No, I really I've, don't. I've, I've just pulled up this year's uh, lineup. And who right. is it? The three headliners: headliner on the Friday, Paolo Dottini. Right. Um, Saturday's The Strokes, which is all right actually, no, and then the Sunday. That's actually a decent show. Uh, Sunday's Louis Capaldi. Right. <laughs> see, there we go. Louis Capaldi. Right. You're going. Like, I mean, like. I remember going to Tina Park and it was fucking. I'm sure Blur were there. I've seen Oasis there, like David it's, Bowie. It's, I, been, it's like you know, it's or maybe I don't know if it's just me getting old. But my personal point of view is not just these festivals, but I could go on a rant for ages. You now music isn't what it was when I was a boy. Do you know what I mean? When I was, it's no. These you're nearly forty now, mate. So you're allowed to exactly, mate. Exactly. These yeah. festivals for me are losing their identity. Plus, my wee niece and my wee brother, who's only fucking he's got for twenty, they're all going to them. I'm not going to it now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, but for me, right there, Palatini and Louis Capaldi. I mean, that kind of speaks volumes for me for what it's become. I'm just looking at the rest of it and. There's there's not many things I recognise in the lineup, which does tell us enough about our age. Callum Beatty, recognise him. He's done some stuff. St Phoenix, recognise them, obviously. Mm. But other than that, it's it's just things. It's it just looks the like strokes words. Is a good show. The Strokes is a good show. Strokes are great. But they're they're out of so so fond happy memories of being young and going mm. to the garage. And the last song of the night was always the Strokes last night. Yeah, and right. it was great, but um, nah, it's, it's not for me. I'm just too old for it. It's not Jack marketed. It's not marketed for me. I'm not, isn't no. No, you the same, Jack. No. No, nah, but that like says I'd rather uh, stick pins in my ears or whatever. For uh, I, I write, I like terrible music, and I admit <laughs> it. Like I like <laughs> techno, and I like uh, bands like Little Big, who were a Eurovision fucking entry for Russia, and. <laughs> Diane Mord, who rap in South African, so like I, I don't have any opinion on that. I just uh, it's a young man's game. Even yeah. back in the day, it was gigging the green. It used to be, and even then it was mental. Uh, the year that I really remember was uh, Eminem was headlining. He massive deal back uh-huh. in the day, but before him, Marlon Manson was playing. Yeah. So you had all the goths and all the Neds in one place, and I think about, I honestly think about 30-odd people end up in hospital that year, um, because of the rush on stage, because obviously all the goths were at the front for Marlon Manson, and then all the Neds wanted to get up for uh, Eminem. Eminem and D12, D12 were playing that year as well. D12, remember they, D12? Yeah, so, I tell you what, uh, like I said, we'll split this into two parts, uh, and we'll be back with you next week for part two, we'll do some more facts, and the best part of the show is going to be what people have witnessed in Glasgow. So we'll wrap it up here. Cheers, Colin. Cheers, mate. Stephen, mate, cheers for coming on. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Trips. <laughs>